Finally, a wrestling podcast that doesn't cover just show reviews and news updates. Tired of the same old, same old? Well, lucky you, because this is the Unexpected Wrestling Podcast. With your hosts, Dustin and Chriselle, hitting you hard with the entertaining content that you want. Power rankings. Power rankings. Awards. Awards. Rants. Rants. And highlights. It's all here for your enjoyment, but let's not waste any more time. It's time for the main event of your day. Hello, hello. It's this week's host, Chriselle, with... Dustin! And, as I just said, it's my week to host, so welcome to my week, everybody. Clap track, clap track. Clap, 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 clap. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> just a few reminders. If you haven't already, go ahead and like and subscribe so you get notifications every time our episodes are released. Also, we'll be doing Q&As on our Wednesday episode. So go ahead and send us a DM with any kind of questions that you have, wrestling related, or if you just want to know more about us, go ahead and do that. Sorry, by the way. Um, I know I said that we would be doing Q&As every single show, but we're doing them every Wednesday. So to those of you that have already sent in questions, thank you so much. And we'll be covering them on Wednesday. And of course, if you send in a question that is time sensitive, we will answer them on this episode just so that you have the answer before the time sensitive thing happens exactly <laughs> what do you think is gonna happen on smackdown it's two weeks later <laughs> it's like um what are you gonna ha- what's gonna happen at extreme rules oh that was that was a long time ago boy that was a month ago <laughs> so we'll, we'll make sure to do that and on a not so light note yesterday dark side of the ring released another episode on the plane ride from hell and this is a notorious plane ride where a lot of as as the name says It's a plane ride from hell. So no good things come from hell, let alone a plane ride from hell where everybody's kind of stuck in one aircraft for X amount of hours. But yesterday it was released that not only did Ric Flair expose himself to his friends, whether it was jokingly or not, he also sexually assaulted a woman. And we won't be going too much into detail about that today, but we will be covering it on Wednesday. Definitely. But just taking the time now to say that we don't condone any sexual assault and the fact that it's taken so long for Ric Flair to be brought to justice for this is sad, especially since he was so untouchable for so long that probably played a factor into him having to you know, face the music for this. It's definitely a situation that, like Chriselle said, we're going to dive more in depth into on Wednesday. We're going to really give our wholehearted thoughts and opinions on it because it is a very intricate situation. However, like she said, we don't condone it. We don't tolerate it at all. It's a terrible situation that I know personally, I had heard of the plane ride from hell, but I had not received or understood much of the details behind it. But we'll dive deeper into it on Wednesday. But for now, we just want to say that we don't condone that type of thing. And it's very upsetting, especially a situation with Ric Flair, who, you know, it's regarded as a legend, a very upstanding figure in some regards it's just really sad to hear about yeah you always think that these wrestlers are so great outside of the ring and they're the, humans <laughs> you hear what they do for the community but then when stories like this comes out you have to remember with all like with all celebrities they're not all glam and perfect as they might seem yeah and i mean it's a very intricate situation we actually need to dive like do a little more research on the extent of the plane ride from hell because we've seen the vice episode we've seen the reactions on social media but we just really want to get more information on it if at all possible so we'll be bringing you guys some great stuff on wednesday i will bring all that to you now switching gears just a bit 
bringing it back up a little bit, not to take away from the situation, but <laughs> <laughs> that's so messed. <laughs> I hate that we have to do that, but it has to be done. Yeah. We got to bring it back up guys. Of course that has to be the first thing we mentioned, but we do have to move forward with the show on a lighter note. Big E officially cashed in money in the bank and successfully has become WWE champion after defeating Bobby Lashley. If y'all can see my face right now, I'm like smiling ear to ear. I know we like talked about it real briefly on Wednesday, so, but we're going to talk about it here too because Big E is the GOAT. He deserves all of his flowers. He deserves everything that's coming to him. Big E is awesome. New Day rocks. Big E rocks. I am over the moon for the man. I will get into it in the awards a little bit later, the whole Big E cash-in situation. But I'm really glad he cashed in. I thought the cash-in was great overall. I mean, I didn't appreciate them going to commercial. <laughs> that was pretty crappy, but uh, I'm just so happy for Big E and the New Day. And they have given Big E the rock and said, hey, you are now the face of Monday nights. And I couldn't be happier for it. And just seeing the New Day come out after he won the title, it's yeah. so heartwarming. Like those stories of winning the title and it's been so long in the making for someone that truly deserves it. It's happy. It you you can't help but just to feel so good. It's all the feel goods, all the butterflies. Exactly. Um, but without further ado, we will be moving into our awards. A W A R D. I, I tried to like make it into a song just now. That did not work. That's really sad. We can okay, just go. Starting off the week with the best match award, the thing that keeps us going back to watching these shows each week, getting us excited for the pay-per-views. We have three nominees, the Damian Priest versus Jeff Hardy, Big E's Big Cash-In, and Big E, Finn Balor versus The Usos. Dustin, your thoughts? So, okay. So I know that this is hard, right? Because I know that I brought to the table the Damian Priest and Jeff Hardy match. Because on that aspect you got Damian Priest who is on fire right now he hasn't lost a singles match on the main roster yet he's been fantastic but then you got Jeff Hardy who's a legend he can work with darn near anyone he still is flying off of top ropes at his age and all the things that he's gone through so I love them however the other one that I brought to the table and that I am like really riding for I know it was a cash in I know I get it I understand that oh is a cash in even a real match well guess what in this case, it was Bobby Lashley hit a spear on Big E, had me about to cry, and then Big E comes back with the big ending and ends it winning the WWE title on the one, two, three. I know I brought up both of these, and I think they're both deserving of recognition. However, that cash in, it made me feel something. I really feel as though wrestling is what it is. I think I saw a tweet from Johnny Gargano, the NXT superstar this week, that said that wrestling can be whatever you want it to be. It can be a technical masterpiece. It can be two big, large men throwing each other around. It can be whatever you want, but at its core, it makes you feel. And I don't think anything this week made me feel the way that that Big E cash-in did. I know that it wasn't the technical masterpiece. It didn't have a bunch of flips. It wasn't even really two big men throwing each other around for 20 minutes. But the big ending into the one, two, three was all I needed for a match this week. I think it deserves to win. Well, before I get into the big E cash in, I'll, I have a few things to say about the Damian Priest and Jeff Hardy That's match. That's fair. It was a good match. It was a good match. It was a good match. And I think it was one of those matches that it came on. I was excited to see Jeff Hardy and Damian Priest. Damian uh -huh. Priest is hot. Jeff Hardy's a legend. Right. And people were upset that, oh, Jeff Hardy last week was going against the 24-7 title. And now he's going. <laughs> they really flipped the switch. <laughs> but my argument to that is it's Jeff freaking Hardy. He can do Definitely. whatever he wants. He could leave, come back. He could say that 
he could say anything. Not anything, you know, but anything. <laughs> Darn anything, near anything, right? Anything besides, you know, cancel culture worthy, you know? And it just, well, like, okay, it's Jeff Hardy. I'm going to fly with it. But I, I was very excited. And I feel like I had rose-colored glasses watching it. Because mm-hmm. anytime that I was really paying attention to the match, technically it wasn't a great match. There was a lot of flimsy grabs and Jeff Hardy's like kind of showing his age. It wasn't thing. a masterpiece. It wasn't a master meet. It wasn't master meet. It wasn't master a- meet. <laughs> it wasn't a masterpiece. Ew. It wasn't a masterpiece at all. I think it was just a feel good match. Okay. But so I'm okay with getting that one out of the question. Okay. But it definitely needed to be mentioned because it was a great match. Okay, so you're saying Priest and Hardy are out. Yes. I think that's fair because my heart is with the Big E cash-in. So what do you got for the Usos and then Big E and Valor? Okay, so Big E cash-in. It was great, you know. And for two seconds, I was scared that Big E was going to have an unsuccessful cash-in. Yeah, Because Bobby Lashley was kind of, you know, beating on him at the beginning of the match. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, no, don't do this to Big E. Don't let him be one of the very few that don't have a successful cash-in. Don't put him with the, uh, I was going to say Finn Balor. Don't put him into the Baron Corbins of WWE. Nothing against, you know, him right now. But still, like, you don't do that to him. Not Big E. And, but then he ended up having the big ending. And so, yeah, he got the title. It was a great feel good. Absolutely. And I'm not, and I'm not one of those people to say it's not a match because in some cash-ins, it's genuinely, oh, this wrestler is already beat up. I'm going to go in and just lay on top of them and boom, I took the title. It's literally three seconds. This one was like actually a few. It was two minutes. It was two minutes. It was two minutes. And Bobby Lashley got in some knocks. But ultimately didn't win. Okay, there's a big butt coming here because you're about to ride for the Usos. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, Yeah, duh. So this Big E Finn Balor versus the Usos, it ended with Big E hitting a big finish with Finn Balor hitting the coup de grace at the same time, which is what simultaneously means. But at the, it is a beautiful thing. I wasn't expecting Finn Balor and Big E to be in a match on SmackDown. It was random. It was very random. But I was like, oh, I like this. I like this, and I like the ending. You have two great finishers at the end of the match. Okay, so it sounds like we're not really arguing the matches themselves. We're arguing endings. Mm. I, I don't think we're really arguing matches. So for this week, we're going to name this award the best ending of the week <laughs> because that's clearly what we're arguing. So you're arguing that the coup de grace mixed with the big ending at the end of their match. But also, I enjoy watching Big E beat on the Usos. and That's fair. And and Big E looked more powerful in that match. Well, because he was going against Bobby Lashley in the other match. Bobby Lashley is a powerhouse in and of himself. He was WWE champion as of six days ago. I'm not arguing that. I'm just saying what I enjoyed. Yeah, and I understand that. So you didn't like two big meaty men slapping meat? No. But if it was Drew McIntyre, you'd be like, oh, my God, Drew cashed in. Oh, my God, this is the greatest thing of all I time. I don't love Bobby Lashley. And I'm not so arguing I feel like that. I feel like for that instance, I'm not, like, you know, great for B- I'll I'll give the best match to Big E in general. No, because the <laughs> cash-in was great. Like, I was sitting here thinking about it. Like, I was sitting here thinking. I'm like, no, like, you, know you what? can't just give it to Big E in general. You know what? And that's why I'm so glad it's my week. And I told you this was going to happen. Such a bad take. Do not care. Riding hard, my week, my call. One last question for you. (laughs) One last question. And I understand because they were all good matches this week. What made you feel something more? What made you feel more? The cash-in or the throwaway match on SmackDown? Because, well, excuse me, it wasn't a throwaway. I take that back. It wasn't a throwaway match because it seems like it's setting up playing some seats. So that's fair. 
But what made you feel more? Tell me. Well, seeing as how the, the cash in, I was happy that it happened. But I having the, oh, I almost think that he was going to lose. But also it wasn't a surprise cash in, in my opinion, because he had tweeted it out and he had mentioned it in the beginning of the episode. I take I feel like it takes away from the money in the bank cash in because it's supposed to be like, oh, out of nowhere. But like, you still had the moment. No, it was a beautiful moment. I'm not I'm not knocking on that. It's, I literally said like when the new day came out and was celebrating with him, like that was beautiful. That moment itself was beautiful, but I don't think the match itself was amazing. Okay, whatever. You know what? I had my way last week. You can have it this week. I just want everyone to know that this is a Big E stand over here. I love me some Big E. So It's your man crush of the week. I love, I love Big E. Man, that, that dude is awesome. So for best match of the week, we have Big E and Finn Balor versus the Usos. I'm sorry, Dustin. Whatever. On to the next one. Fight the bullet. I don't care. Just go to the next <laughs> one. For worst match, sadly, we have three women's match nominees. We love women, but their matches this week were terrible. First up, we got Dewdrop versus Eva Marie, Nikki versus Tamina, Liv Morgan and Tony Storms versus Carmella and Zelina. Justin? Oh, God. It's so, okay. This category is always hard because they're all normally bad for different reasons. And I feel like that's the case for all three of these. I'll touch on the Liv and Tony versus Carmella and Zelina match. It was bad, not because of the in-ring work, but because they had maybe a one-minute match before Carmella was like, oh, my nose, I think I broke my nose, and her and Zelina got counted out. And I understand it's to set up the Extreme Rules match with Liv Morgan and blah, 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 blah. I'm glad that women are getting on TV, especially on SmackDown, which it seems like they forget sometimes. I'm glad that these women are getting matches. However, you can do the broken nose angle after the match. The match doesn't need to be one minute before you end it. And I think on the basis of like the terrible ending of a broken nose, blah, 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 blah. And it was only about a minute or a minute and a half at best. I looked down to tweet something. And by the time I looked up, Carmella and Zelina were already outside the ring complaining about a broken nose. That's terrible booking, WWE. Do better, and I think that's the worst one of the week. However, Nikki and Tamina was bad off of the botched finish, mainly because I found out, well, not I found out, but I figured that they did botch that finish because the announcer said Tamina won, and then they played Tamina's music, but Nikki clearly pinned her, and the ref counted to three for Nikki. That's just a mess. So I don't know. This is one I'm not really writing it hard for because this is really hard to tell. Yeah, you didn't even mention Dewdrop and Eva Marie. I'm going to be honest. I skipped it. <laughs> like, so this week, full transparency, I had to watch Raw on DVR. I had to DVR it because I had some prior commitments. But I did watch everything on Raw. But Dewdrop and Eva Marie is actually the one thing that I couldn't bring myself to watch out of just not caring. I saw everything else on Raw. Every single match. Every single promo. Even watched like a few commercials by accident. But I couldn't do the Doom Drop versus Eva Marie match person. So I feel like I can't talk about the Liv Morgan, Tony Storms versus Carmella and Zelina without mentioning the Doom Drop and Eva Marie stuff. Because everything with Eva Marie that's been coming out ends very quick. Mm -hmm. Eva Marie complaining about something and I can't fight. With everything that's going on with that, when I was watching Liv Morgan, Tony Storms versus Carmella and Zelina, when I heard the, oh, my nose, my nose, it gave very Eva Marie You were vibes. thinking about Eva Marie. Yeah, I, was like, I looked up and I was like, I didn't know Eva Marie was in this match. And I was right. like, wait, no, that's not, you know, is Carmella the sassy wrestler on SmackDown? Yeah, but she's not a, oh my God, 
gosh, I'm so hurt. Don't touch me. Yeah. That's not yeah. who she is. So I was like, well, what the heck? That doesn't line up at all. And then to have that be the thing that leads into extreme rules. You don't, you want to like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to get you type mm-hmm. of vibe rather than like, oh, my nose. Oh, no, I can't fight. We don't, you don't want that. Now the Nikki versus Tamina, I think it could have been a good match, but the fact that they botched the, the, finish. End, the finish it didn't make no sense well does a botch finish warrant it being a bad match i know i nominated it but i don't think so in some in some regards like in this case though i don't think that makes it a bad match i don't think it makes it a bad match i'm just mad that tamina won i don't like tamina i'm not a tamina fan they were making it seem like it was going to be the night that the tag team title switched hands and then it yeah. didn't i mean Rhea won on monday nikki didn't even though she seemed like she was supposed to, but I don't know. I don't enjoy that. Dewdrop and Eva Marie, it's never been a good duo. The match wasn't great. That's kind of almost an expectation at this point with the two of them. But just because you expect it doesn't mean they get a pass, right? Um, They don't get a pass. No, they don't get a pass. But I almost feel like I'm going to give my worst match feelings to the Liv Morgan and Tony Storm versus Carmella and Zelina only because it had so much potential. And, fair. That's and then fair. It, and then it wasn't. There was nothing. It came out of bleh. Like so like a flumped cake. It's not, it's not what I wanted to see. So like your expectations for the Liv and Tony versus Carmella and Zelina match were higher than your Dewdrop and Eva match. However, they both had kind of similar endings in a way, but like one started off higher so that drop was a lot worse yeah that right? drop is a lot bigger so okay. it has it has more it had more possible negative points and yeah. it got those negative points it should so it should have been a five but instead it was a one as opposed to something that had the potential to be a two and it ended up being a one which one hurts more? the the one that's a bigger drop exactly bigger negative numbers no i'm with you so this week's worst match goes to Liv Morgan and Tony Storms versus Carmella and Zelina. See, we can agree on things. That one wasn't hard. See, what a clean finish. Now give me Biggie's cat. Absolutely not. That's crazy. <laughs> now moving on to the fun one. We're moving on to the best drip. Now SmackDown came hitting very hard this week. We have Biggie in his. You know what? You've been loving Biggie. I'll let you describe it. Oh, you want me to start? Oh, you, okay. you can describe Biggie. I'll move, I'll name the other nominations. Okay. Okay. Bet. Biggie's gear was really dope on Friday. Like, I really liked it. I hope he keeps it around. It was orange and black, and it was Fuji's-inspired gear. If you don't know who the Fuji's are, like, go listen to an album. They're a famous music group, like, back in the, I don't want to give you the wrong time period. Let's just say the 80s, because I'm not 100% sure. But they're a famous African-American music group. It was Fuji's-inspired. It was, like, black and orange in his, you know, singlet that he always wears. I thought it looked fantastic. And the other nominees are Becky Lynch. She was wearing a yellow and black jacket and she had like her little Bantu knots. Bantu knots going on. It was it was fire. I thought Becky looked cool. Zelina had an anime inspired gear with like a cape top coat thing before the like the ring gear. Yeah, exactly. So that was really cool. And Dominic had some Mexico independence inspired gear as well. So I obviously feel some way. I have to just put that disclaimer out there with the, the Dominic's gear being Mexican theme is seeing as how it is the first week of Hispanic Heritage Month. And it was also this week on the 16th was Mexico Independence Day. So shout out to Dominic for shouting out. <laughs> shout out to Dominic for shouting out to other people. Shout out to the culture. Um, So had to mention him, but go ahead, Dustin. I know another big E spiel is coming. No. Okay. So look, I actually am having a hard time choosing this week. 
whose gear I actually like the most. I'm going to be honest, Dominic wouldn't have made the list for me. However, I don't have a cultural attachment to that type of gear. So I understand that. Big E is really big for me because I love anybody in the New Day's gear. I love Kofi and Xavier when they were doing Kevin Nash and Scott Hall inspired gear with the New Day rocks on it with the red and everything. I thought that was awesome. Big E has been recently utilizing his Our Heroes Rock gear where he highlights African-American figures in history. So I always love anybody in the New Day's gear, but this Fuji's gear, I'm not a fan of the color orange. Like if you ask Chriselle, I hate the color orange because of a traumatic middle school thing that happened to me. I hate the color orange, but Big E made me love it last night. I thought it looked fantastic in his singlet. I thought the black mixed with it. And then, you know, he normally wears like a cape type thing. And it had the pictures of the New Day on the back of it, like replicating the Fuji's album. So I thought it was really cool. And I, I'm a sucker. Like Chriselle said last week, he's a sucker for classic gears. I'm a sucker for like gear that's inspired by other things. So that's my feelings on Biggie. Should I even get into Zelina? Because I really liked her gear as well. One second. Okay. Before we get on with anybody else, talking about Orange, I know we didn't nominate Bianca Belair this week, but I will say she had great gear and she had the EST and the glitter. She was also wearing Orange. And when I was making note of how great her outfit was and was also Orange, that's when my brain clicked. Like, why is everybody wearing Orange? They were in Tennessee. Yeah. And then it all made sense. And I was like, well, it took me a while to yeah. realize that. But but like that Bianca orange really traumatized me because that was the color of that orange that I wore in middle school when I got picked on. So. All right. So we're just going to move on from that <laughs> trauma alert. I also I also love Big E. So I'll agree with that one. Becky Lynch was also just kind of a really nice one. I didn't like her her appearance, not her drip. Her drip was great, but her appearance was like, it knocked it down. But no, I liked her hairstyle. She looked really cool. Also, that whole segment gave very early 2000 vibes. One, Mean Girl reference. I was thinking of Mean Girls. So Mean Girl reference, like she doesn't even go here. Two, they were actually acting like Mean Girls. <laughs> and three, uh, Becky Lynch had her thong coming out of her pants, which Regina George does. Did she really? Yeah, it was It was like higher up, yeah. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, so her, her thong was out. Oh, because it was a homecoming. Ah. ah. Oh, this all makes sense. <laughs> Putting it all together. But yeah, I thought it was all kind of, it was really, really cool. It was, I like I like Becky Lynch's. I thought Becky Lynch. Yeah. But um, you wanted to say something about Zelina? Zelina's gear was really awesome. I, as a anime fan, a heavy anime fan, it was Naruto-inspired gear, especially the Akatsuki. So like, if you know anything about Naruto, the Akatsuki is the infamous antagonist group you know they're most of them are bad people but they have like their symbol is like a red cloud on their robes and stuff and she was supposed to wear this gear at madison square garden last week but wwe didn't put her on the show we're gonna let that be for now but i thought it looked really cool it appealed to the anime nerd in me kind of like how the well, not on the same aspects, but kind of like how the dominant gear kind of spoke to you from a cultural perspective. From a nerd perspective, <laughs> I really love Zelina's gear. Nerd culture. Um, no, I think they were both awesome things, but I'm just going to slide them off the list who? now. Who are we sliding? Zelina and Dominic. That's fine. And we'll keep it to Big E and Becky Lynch. That's Do actually fine. Do you have any final thoughts before I say who who it is? Big E. Becky looked great. I love the whole Mean Girls vibe. Like we just pieced it together like it was a homecoming type thing. So it kind of makes sense. I actually didn't mind it at all. However, like I said, I'm a sucker for, you know, inspired type gears. And that Fuji's gear, it made me like the color orange. I got I to gotta go with Big E. And I know I've chosen Big E for darn near two or three things at this point, but I really loved his gear. 
All right. Well, another clean answer. Big E wins. For, okay, see? For his inspired gear. Beautiful. And then the fact that it is more of a classic gear. Yeah. Love that. And all around, it just looked really good on him. And so, absolutely. And you know, it's funny. Like, I, I did like Becky's gear as well. Or not even gear, but her outfit. It was mm -hmm. more so an outfit. I really liked the jacket because, like, it was, like, open on the sides as well. It looked really good on her. I don't know who dressed Seth Rollins last night because that man looked like a piece of aluminum foil. I think Pat McAfee called him the Tin Man. <laughs> like, he looked, that was something. But Becky looked great last night. But I got to agree. I'm going with Becky. All right, Big E. For the Drip Award. So, so far for best match, we have Big E and Finn Balor versus the Usos. And for the worst match, we have Liv Morgan, Tony Storm versus Carmella and Zelina. And of course, you have Big E with the Drip Award for this week. Big E done won two awards. We on a roll. Now, last week we talked about some not so great stuff the WWE was doing. And we called it the Splash Hole Award. But we're just going to give WWE their own award. Like, what is their L of the week? <laughs> L of the week. We might not have something every week, but just for this week, no other contestants. Just one nominee, one winner. And it's the fact that they announced Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns in Saudi Arabia, which is supposed to take place after Extreme Rules, where Roman Reigns is supposed to go against Finn Balor, or the demon Finn Balor. And... It's supposed to be for the title. So therefore, we already know that the title isn't switching hands, which, you know, as a fan, you're like, oh, Roman Reigns obviously isn't going to lose. Finn Balor isn't, isn't going to Things like that. But, you know, now you don't even have the, oh, is it going to happen? Is it not going to happen? Now you just know that Roman's keeping it. So I personally don't mind advertising matches in advance. However, in this case, you're 100% right. No one's going into their Extreme Rules match thinking Finn is going to win. If you think Finn is going to win, even with the demon persona, you're going to get a rude awakening. <laughs> like, Roman isn't losing. I didn't think that before they announced the Brock match or after. However, it's one of those things where, like you said, there's no doubt now. Like, even in every Roman match, there's always that maybe 1% or 2% where you're like, but what if, what if they took the belt off of Roman here? What if Cesaro pinned him, John Cena, Kevin Owens, whoever it may be? And now that is completely eradicated. And the thing is, when you don't announce future matches, you have the chance like, man, it doesn't make much sense to do it. But wow, what an upset that would be. Finn Balor winning the first champion, winning again, taking that belt off. Like, you know, it's always a speculation. Who's going to take the belts off of him? And you like to think there's just a chance, just a chance that there's going to be an upset. But then when you do this, it's kind of like, okay, well, it just kind of just a match. At that point, you could put, you, you could take the belt off the line because now we just know that it's not going to be for anything. I mean, and then you look at it and there's so much like question marks. Like, why did you announce it now before Extreme Rules? When I actually think the Saudi Arabia pay-per-view was like October 20th or 21st or something. That's almost a month after Extreme Rules. You would have had time after Extreme Rules to advertise the pay-per-view. Next, you're not selling pay-per-view buys. People subscribe to Peacock. Like, you're not selling pay-per-view buys. You're already, you know, you've already made your money off of the Peacock deal. So it's not like, hey, we need to make sure that we advertise this match heavy to get the people who don't want to, you know, buy the pay-per-view, get them to buy the pay-per-view. That's not how you work. So advertising this match so far in advance, they could have easily waited till after Extreme Rules because now that 1% of doubt that I would have had during a Finn Balor versus Roman Reigns match when Finn hits all the moves and it's like right there, I'm, I'm not going to be in suspense anymore. I think it's going to be a great match. I think it's going to be really fun. Finn Balor is one of the best in the world. Roman Reigns has been on a tear, but it's really an L for WWE to have advertised it like this. So 
Thanks, WWE, for another L. Losers. Losers. What are the, what a bunch of losers. Now, moving on to the best award, the self-made award. We made it up. It's the unexpected award of the week. We have two nominees. And of course, Biggie has found his way into another award category. Because he's the GOAT. I guess he's the Beyonce this week, you know, the... Yeah, he like... <laughs> making it an... Nominated for everything. <laughs> so, unexpected, we have the Big E cash-in. And then also, Kane made an appearance on SmackDown. That was very random. Well, put in perspective, it's not random, we, but... <laughs> you know, he is a mayor in Tennessee. Yeah. Which is where they were. So, in that... It makes sense, but I didn't see it coming. I saw something that was like, if you had Kane appearing on SmackDown in the middle of September on your bingo card for 2021, you deserve a million dollars because that was just so random. Like, it doesn't even... I mean, they didn't have Zelina on SmackDown when they were in New York or New Jersey. I mean, yeah. Like, it, I don't know. Like, it was just funny to see Kane. Yeah, but it made it, it happened. At least he wasn't like in his like mask and everything because that would have been very... like. He's the mayor. I would really hope. I feel. I like would I'd, hope, right? That would be really bad for his political image. <laughs> Who wants to vote for that? It's just random. No, there's people that do it regardless. Well, but. yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, what we got? So Biggie and Kane. Which uh, I'm sorry for everyone listening. This has turned into the Biggie episode. Like <laughs> I, if you don't like Biggie, man, you probably ain't even made it this far. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I would be, if you did not like Big E, it'd be like, I'm sick and tired of hearing about him this week. Because not only us, but it's everywhere. He just won yeah. on, on Raw, and then he's on SmackDown, and they already have- He'll be on Raw. Then he'll be on Raw again on Monday, and you know, leading up, he's probably going to be on SmackDown again next week. Oh yeah, all the way up until the draft. He'll be he'll be everywhere. He will be everywhere. But no, I'm choosing Big E, and it's not even close. Personally, they both have their is it really that unexpected part of them? However, I'm gonna give Big E the cash in. Yeah. And the unexpected part is even though he did tweet it out beforehand and he had said something at the beginning, WWE does have a reputation of like, hey, we're gonna do this. Just kidding, we're not gonna do that. But also during the match, it like I said before, it seemed like there was a chance that he wasn't gonna have a successful cash in. Exactly. So like as a like longtime watcher of WWE's product, they are very infamous for being like, hey, we're gonna like definitely do this. Hey, it's happening. And so it was one of those things where it's like you've been burned so much as a fan, you're kind of like, Yeah, yeah, you're definitely doing it. Almost like the boy who cried wolf. Like WWE's always like, Hey, it's gonna happen. Hey, the cash in's coming. So like as a fan, I was like, Yeah, that's not happening at all. So when it did happen, for me, it was very unexpected. It shouldn't have been unexpected. But because of WWE's track history, it was. And that's a very bad thing in general. But I definitely think the cash-in takes it. Kane coming out was random. But, like, put in perspective, he's the mayor of the city. or I'm sorry, mayor of Knox County. I'm sorry. So he's a mayor. He gave Bianca a key. It makes sense. WWE probably slid him a little check, too. So, you know, <laughs> I get it. Helps the city. Yeah, I get it. But how are the cash-in not unexpected? Yeah. So... Biggie, congratulations. You walk away with three awards this week. This man's on fire. Three out of five awards. And one, one award he can't even make it into. He can be a part of WWE's L, but that's not his fault. This, <laughs> man, this man is leading in awards after one week. Because <laughs> he didn't get nominated last week. Mm -hmm. So he won three awards in one week. Yes. We'll see if anybody can beat that record. Good luck. Guys, start keeping track so we can have Right, a we should do like a... Pro list. <laughs> who's who's won the most awards? 
Um, so best match, Big E Finn Balor versus Uso. Worst match, Liv Morgan and Tony Storm versus Carmella and Zelina. Drip. Big E with his black and orange classic gear. WWE's L for announcing a match way before they needed to. And the unexpected award was Big E's successful cash-in on Monday Night Raw. I like it. This, you know, I feel as though this week of awards in comparison to last week is a, a little less, a little more tame. I didn't feel as heated about it as much. But I think we agreed a lot more this week. Except for the first one. Yeah, other than the first one where I like, but I think you're okay with it just because Big E still won. Yeah, I feel like we weren't as like, ah, I hate you. This is what I want this week, which is good. Bad at the same time, but good. <laughs> Maybe we're getting, <laughs> no, we'll never agree on everything. Absolutely not. We but don't not. We don't care about the same thing. It was a good one. But now it is time for top six, top six, top six. Top six, top six, top six. Top six, top six, top six. Top six, 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 six. Like I'm Drake. Ooh. But like not six, oh whoa six, six. add it six i added an extra one. four sixes yeah i didn't say three i said four you know what six five no it's top six. Oh, we're doing the power ranking so when i don't host right <laughs> my brain kind of shuts off at times that entire 30 second sequence was terrible for my mind what did you think was coming next i thought we were ending the show just saying top six goodbye peace out like we're a top six podcast out there or something all right anyways uh, Power rankings time because that is a top six who's hot right now. Okay. That top six. I got it. Top six, top six, top six. Got it. Power ranking time. All right. Power rankings. I'm ready. My brain is turned on. Are you ready? Top six. At number six, we're starting off with RK Bro. RK Bro, as a team, didn't do much this week. So they find themselves fall two spots. Now, Randy Orton lost to Bobby Lashley, but we're including RK Bro as a team and what they do as a team. So Randy Orton's loss doesn't necessarily influence their drop. However, due to some circumstances this week that jumped people up, RK Bro needs has to fall in this situation. And obviously, if they ever split up or when they split up, yeah. then, then we'll go back to Riddle and, and Randy, Randy Orton. Yep. But right now, they're a tag team, so we're going to place them together. And that way, they can both be on the list. There we go. It's two birds, one stone right here. Now, at number five, we have Charlotte Flair. And she's in the same spot. She hasn't gone up. She hasn't gone down. But she did win this week, so she's not getting knocked off. Yeah, she had, she had a good win. And there's going to be some good stuff with Alexa Bliss coming up. So, you know. I'm no. actually excited. Which is a big thing for you. You've grown. Yeah, I did not like the Alexa thing, but I'm starting to, eh. Do you think seeing her in person has changed your opinion on her? No, because I think the Lily thing is stupid still, personally. All right, we're moving on because I'm not. <laughs> no Lily slander. <laughs> All right, well, whatever. Fine, no Lily slander. But look, at number four, we got the almighty WWE. No, he's not even champion anymore. We got the no. all. Yeet. You know, for so long, they were saying almighty WWE champion, but we got Bobby Lashley at number four. He, like RK Bro, finds himself falling two spots this week. Now, it's really interesting with Bobby Lashley because he beat Randy Orton and then he lost to Big E on a cash in. So Bobby Lashley is a really difficult one to try to balance because when it comes to Big e, Bobby Lashley, he had a successful title defense. So you can't knock him back too far, but then he went and lost his title. So Bobby Lashley finds himself falling two spots. Will he drop even more in the coming weeks? Possibly, depending on what happens. I know MVP is going to be gone for a little while. So does Bobby Lashley even have anything to do right now? I know he'll probably feud with Big E in the very near future, but we'll have to see with Bobby Lashley. But for now, he finds himself at number four. And who knows? Maybe he'll be one of those random Raw people to find their way on SmackDown for no reason. Well, the draft is coming up. They could throw him over to SmackDown. I think that would actually be pretty fun, a Bobby Lashley and Roman Reigns feud, if you be, do it right. There's just going to be so much like, oh, we're just going to go over to SmackDown. We're going to go over to Raw until the draft. Yeah, it's just going to be a mess. 
but whatever. And now at number three, we got Biggie, new to the list. And rightfully so, he's hot. He just got WWE champion. He won on SmackDown. He's the king. Just kidding. I was going to say he's the king of both shows, but we still got Roman Reigns going around. So we can't, yeah, he's not the head of the table. Just kidding, just kidding. Really in the back, really in the back. King of Raw for now. Fair, fair, fair. fair. You know, uh, honorable mention at SmackDown. But he is at number three and he's made it to the list. Welcome, Big E. I'm really interested to see like what Big E does during his title reign. Like hopefully WWE does him right and gives him fresh challengers, interesting things to do, a lot of victories. Like it looks like they're doing Big E versus Roman at Survivor Series. So that'll be a fun champion versus champion thing. Um, I know on Monday they're doing the six man with the New Day versus the Bloodline on Monday Night Raw, so that's going to be really fun. I just hope they do Big E right because as a champion, I think he can be fantastic. I think he will be fantastic given, you know, what he's given. But he finds his way onto our rankings, and rightfully so. He jumps Bobby Lashley, which I think is very fair. And like any element that you add to Big E's character, whether it's, you know, being in a tag team, whether it's having the money in the bank, but now he's champion, I it just things that he can keep playing around with and he's fun in the ring and he has a lot of great stuff on camera that now he has a new angle to work with which is great exactly and biggie's very versatile as well because he can do the laughy jokey goofball side of him very well but also when he needs to be serious we saw it when he was feuding with apollo cruz like he can bring that fire and seriousness when he needs to too so i'm really excited very well-rounded well-rounded wrestler so we're moving on to number two that's biggie at three very well deserved. But at number two, we're doing Damian Priest. He moves up one spot from that number three spot, partially due to Bobby Lashley losing his title to Big E. But Damian Priest has been on fire. He's undefeated in singles competition. 20 plus. He's been fantastic. I mean, the man just keeps winning. He beat Jeff Hardy this week, who is a legend. He successfully defended his title. You can only assume he's going to beat Sheamus at Extreme Rules, but that's, you know, a little bit down the line in one or two more weeks. But I'm really loving what Damian Priest is doing on Raw. I think he's just been utterly fantastic. He's super cool. Like, I'm loving Damian Priest. He, he's he been hot, and I'm glad that he's finally made it to number two, and he's going to do great things. Yeah, but number two is probably his ceiling. <laughs> if we're being on, who's moving this man out of one? Okay, no, right? That's fair. However, going... From where he was at the beginning of the year. Yeah, definitely. If you start, if you in January thought he would be as hot as he is right now, like he, it was, it was pretty fast. I could have told you that in April after Mania. After Mania, they put him with Bad Bunny. Oh, like, as soon as he came out with Bad Bunny, it was like, oh, to the top you go. Yeah, bangers. Early prediction: Damian Priest wins the Royal Rumble. I would love that for him. Early prediction. Early prediction. I got to see how the next few months go, but. That's my hot take of the day, if you want to say. <laughs> People are talking about Balor winning. Because if he's not going to win Universal title, they were like, this is probably where he'll go. We can talk the Rumble later. It's Because <laughs> that's really fun. Oh. oh, I have so many fun things to do for the podcast. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> but we know who's at one. Just say it. Okay. It's at Roman. Here you go, Roman. Number one again. Blah, blah, blah. Here, take it. Go. Whatever. Yeah, we don't even need to elaborate. Roman Reigns is Roman Reigns. He hasn't done anything to fall from that spot. Even though Roman, you know, he hasn't done much, but he hasn't done anything bad. He hasn't. Nothing's happened to make him look weak. Nothing. It's He's just lined up to be number one for a while. Yeah, that's why, I mean, I say, like, Priest kind of has a ceiling. Maybe Big E can jump Roman with the right wins. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I think... Number one's kind of solid for a little bit. Roman will never fall down too far. But once 
that time comes that the belt's off of him, it's going to be a free for all. Yeah, in twenty twenty seven. Jeez, no one's beating that man anytime soon. I mean, I'm fine with it. I love me some Roman Reigns. I think he's fantastic, but he's not losing the belt anytime. He'll be at the top of our rankings. I'll make a bold prediction. Even though we do the rankings, we also try to be fair. I'll do a bold prediction. I think Roman's at the top of the rankings until at the very least May of next year. May? I'm not going to say that because be- when before we started posting it, there was a week where we had Edge above Roman. Roman's going to have to have a really bad week. In those in those dark power rankings, yeah, Edge was up, but we'll see. We'll Fine, see. January. So for this week, Roman at number one, Damian Priest at number two, Big E at number three, Bobby Lashley at number four, five is Charlotte, and at number six, we have RK Bro. Fine with me. I actually like the rankings this week. A lot of change. A lot of change. Some it's drops, fresh. some push-ins. I'm happy for it. Excited to see where this goes. And we lost a few names. No Becky Lynch at all. No Bianca Belair at all. The Usos weren't even really in contention. Drew McIntyre. Like, you know, it, it's it feels good. It feels good. And I'm, I know it's going to get hard when SmackDown brings those women back in with the Becky Lynch and Bel Air. Like, they're going to ha- they're gonna end up back on the list. But where's Sasha Banks? <laughs> where's Sasha Banks? Right. She was supposed to be at a pay-per-view. Haven't heard anything about that since. I mean, yeah. But thanks for coming this week, for listening along. Now we're done with the show. Now we're done with the show. I am so sorry. <laughs> Okay, but but yeah, thanks for coming, guys. And but sorry, I almost forgot. Last week we shouted out the great people that we have on our social media, and this week just a quick little shout out. I see a lot of kids following our page that are aspiring wrestlers that are super cool. Like some of them are even in training and they have matches. So a quick shout out to them for being cool individuals. Because honestly, they're way cooler than me when I was their age. And I just, I just shout out to y'all. I don't even remember podcast segments, let alone wrestling moves and doing flips and throwing people. You guys are awesome. Keep doing what you're doing. You're only going to be great. Maybe we'll see you in a WWE or AEW or even on the indie scenes one day. Like, I can't wait. To all Keep the, doing what you're doing. To all the aspiring wrestlers, we see you and we're rooting for you. Until next time, this is the Unexpected Family. See you on Wednesday. Thanks for coming to the Big E Podcast. Bye. listening to the unexpected wrestling podcast with dustin and chris sal thank you for tuning in we hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed making it leave a review it better be positive and keep up with the podcast on instagram and twitter catch you at the next show